John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to A Hit of Pod with uh, your host, Nikki Glazer. What's up? Um, I am still in St. Louis, just coming at you on Friday, one uh, fifteen Central Time. I have to hop on a call in 15 minutes, so this is the perfect amount of time to do this. It's a call I'm dreading because it's making me look at some work I've done. It's a notes call. That means um, we, I go over uh, something that I wrote uh, with someone else, but it just gets like told that it's not right yet, and you just get told that something's not right, and I don't like criticism of any kind even if it's constructive, it really um, gives me anxiety and I tend to get really depressed before it has to happen. So that is what I'm currently dreading, but I'm trying to just let go of it and just realize that um, not everything has to be perfect right now. And if I don't feel ready for this meeting or this call, that that's okay because um, that's just the way it is. Like it's okay because it is that way. I think so often I'm like, why don't you like want to do this and you should be like this. And it's like, well, it's not. So that means that it's okay that it is because it's not like you're not a bad. Well, I guess some people could use that logic of being like, well, I murdered her. So that's the way it is. And that's the way it (laughs) had to happen. So I don't know why you want me to go to jail for it. It's just what I did. And it's what I had to do. And, um, you just gotta let go and murder people. So I don't know that whole concept of letting go. It's it eludes me, but it made sense um, just before I began this because I was dreading this call, and then I kind of just like because uh, I I'm not ready for it. I don't feel ready. I also don't want to like work on the thing that the call is about, and it's making me. You know when you're like just dreading looking at something that you know needs looking at, um, like your own body. Sometimes <laughs> I talked about that yesterday, and people wrote to me. People seem to be very disturbed by my lack of self esteem. Uh, which I thought was pretty uh, blatant. I didn't know you guys didn't know I have bad self-esteem, but I do. And uh, I know I shouldn't because I'm fucking amazing. And I have Netflix specials. And I've been on The Tonight Show. And I have a radio show. I have thousands of listeners. Um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. That's If that worked to f- fix it, then it would be fixed. And it's not. And I can't help it. And it's not something I'm like, um, I'm getting out of it. I'm doing so many things I don't even talk to you guys about um, to get out of the way that I inherently feel about myself. Um, and I used to have a joke about it that I have, I used to say on stage, I have bad self. And, and by the way, I, I used to say it on stage because um, I just don't go on stage anymore. That's why I say every joke I even do currently in my act is a used to joke because stand up doesn't exist as we know it. But I used to have a joke about having or that I was beginning to work on where I said, um, I have low self-esteem because um, I actually um, I'm a woman. So maybe I was born with it or maybe it's Maybelline. It's probably Maybelline. It's definitely uh, Procter and Gamble, whoever started any of these. It's it, that's why. But yeah, I've got um, I've got low self-esteem, but that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person, which doesn't seem to make sense because you would think that I would think, you know, whatever. I just don't want you feeling sorry for me because you hear me say mean things about myself. I know that it maybe makes you sad, 
Um, and maybe I should let some of that in when people write me and say it makes them sad. I should be like, wow, if it makes them sad, it should make me sad that I feel this way about myself. But it don't. Some days it does. Some days it would be nice to not um, think poorly of yourself. But there are some days that I feel immense relief from it. Anyway, what I am saying is that I love, love, love all the messages I've been getting from you guys. Like, I've never in my life felt so... I don't know. Like, that's not true. Not never in my life, but... When I do meet and greet, sometimes there are girls who will like cry or or even boys who will like cry and like tell me what I meant to them and what I mean to them. And it like I really let it in and I feel it because I know that I've been made to feel that way by people whose work I've enjoyed. So I do understand that I mean a lot to people and that people think I'm pretty great and that means a lot to me. And so thank you for your notes. They make me feel so good. Um, shout out to Julie, um, in the middle of nowhere, she shared her story with me today, a huge long paragraph that was like so beautiful and so sweet. And she said that my mom probably appreciates the fact that I clean the kitchen, even if I don't do it right. You're right. She does. And that was really nice to hear Julie, but, um, it was just, it was just nice to hear. She was like, I'm not your typical demographic. I thought you would get a kick out of a 53-year-old white chick who can so relate to you. Hell yeah, you're my demographic. Bitch, I am you. Um, but yeah, no, Julie, thank you so much. That felt so good. And then someone else wrote to me, and I wanted to read it because she was asking for some advice. And, uh, oh, she, okay, here we go. She said, uh, so I'm obsessed over you and Burns, Hannah Burner, and I've created in my mind that we are best friends. So as my best friend, I have to ask, how did you handle or get out of the depression slump? Like, I know it's something it's, it's, I know, like, I know it's something that never actually goes away, but what helped you get out of the initial funk to where you were able to start healing in a sense? I have been in the worst depression funk as of the past six to eight months that I feel so far gone. So I have no idea where to even start because nothing seems like it's even worth trying for. Was there like a moment, an event, a podcast, talking to a therapist? Like what helped start you feeling worth trying? I really hope you respond because I don't open up to a lot of people. But for some reason with you, um, she feels open. Da, 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 da. She said she was embarrassed for writing all of that. I told her not to be. Um... Yeah, she says, and also, can you address like more into the meditation? Because like I tried meditation, but I just couldn't get into it. So I'm thinking I need to try your app with a new mindset. The app being the waking up app that I talk about all the time that you can get for free if you write to them and say that you can't afford it. They will give it to you for free. It's a waking up app. Go to the app store and look at this fine print to find out how. Um, they'll instantly, they'll write you right back and give you a free code to get um, the 50 day course that Sam Harris um, developed. It's such a good app. Waking up, waking up, waking up. Anyway, um, what time is the podcast? Like, oh, I told her I was going to read this on the podcast. Okay. So, um, for me with depression, like it's just so painful that I really feel like I scramble to do anything to get out of the feeling. I think that you just have to be kind of, I was recently talking to a friend about, um, my eating issues and how I'm like really tired of dealing with a, like a constant nagging eating disorder, even though it's not like going to kill me. Um, it just feels like, ugh, when can I just be done with this? And the truth of the matter is I can't be done with it until I'm done with it. Like I, I keep putting all this pressure on myself to be like, why can't you take the step that you took to get, you know, quit drinking? Why can't you take the step you took to quit smoking? 
why aren't you ready to take that step? And it's like, because I'm not. And I will be or I won't be. But right now I haven't hit like what I think is my bottom with my eating stuff. However, I have hit bottoms with my depression where it's like, I just am so tired of feeling that way. And it feels like uh, I'm going to die if I don't do something about it. And not in like a suicide way. Although those thoughts are ever present when I'm super, super depressed. Like just the thought of it and just like the, I like just thinking of it, you know, like kind of fantasizing about it, not even about doing it to yourself, but just like other people have done it. Like I have those thoughts when I get super depressed and even though they're soothing, I just know they're like a symptom of something that is like, I don't know. I really don't know what was the moment that I was like, I need to get help. But I think it's just, you just feel so sad that you just need, there's nothing else you can do. And I would guess that the fact that you wrote me all those things, like seems to me that you are trying to do something like you're actually to the girl who wrote me this, like this is you being on your knees being like, what do I do? So my, um, my advice to you, if you're feeling super depressed is to get a therapist or find a doctor who can prescribe some type of medication or maybe talk to you about it because I swear to God, as much as I don't want to admit that medication has helped me because I just want to be fine just meditating. And I probably would be if I really committed to meditation the way that I need to, I probably would be okay. But because I haven't and because I just need a little extra help with uh, medication. And I've been very honest about being on Trintilex and then I've been honest with you guys about how I've been weaning off it because I just don't want to be on anything. And the truth of the matter is I'm suffering because I'm weaning off it. So I'm now talking to my doctor about getting on something else that doesn't cost me $400 a month because Trintilex doesn't have a generic brand yet. So um, that's what I think. I think that because by virtue of writing me and asking me for help, you're ready to do something. And what that looks like is and meditating, like listen to me, just download that goddamn app. It can't be easier. If you can't do 10 minutes a day at this point in quarantine, if you can't get away, and I understand a lot of you are moms and working and dads and work, whatever, it's hard. Um, if you can't muster up 10 minutes, I just don't know how to help you. Like it, it truly is 10 minutes a day and you just sit there. I have to go meditate after this, like after I have this call and I really don't want to. I would love to skip it. I'm not looking forward to it at all. But I know that on the other side of it, and it's not that much to do, I will feel so accomplished. I'll just, whether it helps my depression or not, I'm going to feel like, wow, I did something that's hard. I'm reading this book by Glennon Doyle, which I really recommend to you, girl who wrote to me, forget your name, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. It's oddly enough, Reese Witherspoon just picked it as her book club, book of the month for the book club. So if you want to join me, you can easily catch up. Glennon Doyle's um, Untamed is what I'm reading. And it says in that, like, oh, what did it say that I was going to, it was really going to bring this whole thing home. God damn it. I just forgot. I smoked too much pot. Ah! No, it just like, I forget what my point is. I know that reading that book though has been helping me a lot and it's been like making me realize that, um, oh, doing the hard, th doing hard things is where it's at. Like she has some kind of slogan about hard things. Like. Let me look it up really quick. I know this is unprofessional. I just read a whole um, thread in pod 
like I subscribed to the Reddit thread podcast and they just did a whole thing like, what's your biggest um, pet peeves in podcasts? And of course I read it being like, what do I do? And one of them is like looking things up while you're on air. So I apologize if um, you guys don't appreciate this, but I think this will be good. Hard things. Let me just read the quote because it helps me because I've always said that about veganism. People are always like, I can't be vegan. It's too hard. I love I love meat. And I'm like, I love meat too. It's not easy. Doing the right thing isn't always easy. It's sometimes hard. So doing the right thing for yourself is we can do hard things. Oh, I thought it was going to be a lot more um, poetic than that. But we can do hard things. She has a whole great chapter uh, preceding this line that really sums it up. And I just think it would really help any of you struggling out there to read this book right now. It like gives me this weird hope. And I know I talked about it yesterday, but Glennon Doyle, um, Untamed. Let's do Reese Witherspoon's book club together. And if you don't want to do it, I'm going to keep referencing it and, and you'll have to put up with that. But seriously, I got to go and hop on this call. Hop, hop, hop. Um, but I really love you guys listening. I am enjoying this podcast more and more every day. I feel like I'm finding a voice in it and we're all staying connected. And so thank you for listening and I will talk to you tomorrow. I will talk at you tomorrow and stay well until then. Squirt, squirt. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.